are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I'm speaking on three genuine fruits of true conversion or three ways that you can know that your conversion is genuine and not counterfeit. Three ways that you can be sure that you'll be in that number when the saints go marching in. Now, Jesus admonishes us to be careful and to be alert because the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking who may devour. And we know that the devil certainly has ministers and teachers and preachers and prophets false prophets, of course, because Paul describes them in Second Corinthians chapter 11. They are transformed as the ministers of righteousness, but their end will be according to their ungodly ministry. In Romans 5 and verse 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now in connection with that, Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with thee, my peace I give unto thee. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, genuine salvation produces immediately perfect peace with the Lord Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 26, 3, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, that is, on Jesus. Now, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That is one of the names given to him by Isaiah, that is, by the Spirit, and Isaiah penned it down in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. So Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And all who believe on him have peace in their heart. And they have peace with God. Now let me say this. And I say it just as uh, strongly as I can possibly say it. With all the sincerity that I have. If your religion does not produce peace in your heart between you and Almighty God, you can rest assured that the devil gave you a counterfeit and you do not have genuine salvation. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now, hostilities have ceased. The warfare has ceased. The anger has ceased. The enmity has ceased. The strife is over. And if you are genuinely saved, if you're genuinely born again, you are at peace with Almighty God because you are justified in God's sight. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not have peace with God, it is a sure sign and a positive sign that you're not born again. Now, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. The Bible distinctly tells us how we may make our calling and election sure. And the Bible warns us that if we do not make our calling and election sure, we will fall. But if we do know beyond the shadow of a doubt that we're born again, we shall never fall. Peace I leave with thee, my peace I give unto thee. Not as the world giveth, give I thee. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Does your religion give peace? 
in your heart? Did your religion bring peace to your heart? And are you at peace with God? If not, your religion is vain and counterfeit. Number two, true conversion, real regeneration and redemption removes all the fear of meeting God out of your heart. Now, what does that mean? That means that when you are lying in your bed at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, two thirty o'clock in the morning, and you are suddenly aware of the fact that one day you will stand face to face with Almighty God, knowing that such an appearance before God is sure to come, the fact of it does not frighten you. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not anxious to die. I don't want to drop dead. I don't want to have a heart attack. I don't want to get killed in an automobile wreck. I'd love to go in the rapture right now, and I mean that. I mean it. I'm not hypocritical. I wish Jesus would come right this minute. That wouldn't bother me at all. I wish he would come, and I can say with John, amen, even so come Lord Jesus. And I wish he'd come quickly because I long to see him and to be with him and to have the glorified body that I'll get when Jesus comes in the rapture and the first resurrection. Now, if you are afraid and if it frightens you to think that one day you'll stand before God, then your religion is counterfeit and your profession is vain. Now, I don't mean that you want to die. I don't mean that you're anxious to die. I don't want to die. I, I, I'm not afraid to die, but I don't want to die. But I can truthfully say that it does not frighten me to know and to face the solemn Bible fact that one day I'll stand before God Almighty to look Him in the face and God will look me in the face and to hear God say, Well done, or either depart. Now, I know what I'm going to hear him say. Not because I'm good, no. Not because I deserve it, no. If I had what I deserve, I'd be in the pit. I'd be begging for a drop of water to cool my parching tongue. I'd spend eternity in hell if I had what I deserve. But thank God, 28 and a half years ago, I put my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ. And hallelujah, he saved my soul. And he delivered me from the fear of meeting God in all of His holiness, in all of His purity, and in all of His righteousness. Because I know that God is a righteous God and a just God, and God will treat me right and judge me in righteousness, and I'll receive from the hand of God my just and due reward. Therefore, I'm not afraid. Now, do I have any scripture to back up the strong statement that I've just made about any person who is afraid to meet God has received a counterfeit. I think I can read you some scripture. In 1 John 4, 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 13, Hereby know we that we dwell in Him and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. Now, is that clear? Hereby know we that we 
dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. We know that we dwell in Jesus. And we know that Jesus dwells in us because we have the spirit of God. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of what? Read it. I want you to read it. I pray that you'll turn in your Bible to 1 John 4, 17. 1 John 4, 17. Herein is love. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Listen. Listen, dear friend. When a born-again child of God appears before God Almighty, they won't crawl up to God on their hands and knees like a dog about to be whipped by its master. No, no. They won't come crawling in the dirt, frightened and screaming. No, no. We have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. God is love. And born-again folks are hid with Christ in God. So there is no fear in love in Jesus, in God. Read it. But perfect love casteth out fear. He that feareth, because fear hath torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Now, if you are genuinely born again, you are in Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And Christ in you, the hope of glory. We're dead and our lives are hid with Christ in God. Romans 8, 1, Colossians 1, 27, and Colossians 3, 3. Now, certainly we are in Jesus and Jesus is in us. And herein is our love made perfect that we might have boldness. Perfect love removes fear. Fear hath torment and he that feareth hath not been made perfect in love. Now, if you have Jesus in your heart, you have perfect love in your heart. And if Jesus Christ is in your heart, you're not afraid to meet God because Jesus said, if you'll confess me, I'll confess you before my Father. And if you suffer with me, I'll reign with you. You'll reign with me. But if you deny me, I'll deny you. Now, perfect love removes fear. Salvation brings peace with God through Jesus, and Jesus removes all fear. Now, Last but by no means least, and my time is slipping away, and I must hurry. In the third place, true conversion and real redemption brings assurance that all hell cannot shake. I mean that. I mean it. I'm not fanatical. I said true conversion and real redemption brings assurance that all hell cannot shake. Listen to this. In Hebrews 13 and verse 5, Hebrews 13, 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. Now let me stop right there. I never did fully understand the 23rd Psalm, where it says, I shall not want, until I discovered this verse, and the Spirit revealed to me the truth of this verse. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, I said, that's strange. Because I said, if the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, that means that I'm satisfied with my clothes, my house, my food, my automobile, my income. Yes, yes. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't want to better ourselves. If you are a salesman, that doesn't mean that you don't want to make more money and maybe become a better salesman. Not at all. 
but it means you're content with what you have now, of course, always growing and uh, abundantly increasing in the Lord, and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. As we grow in grace and as we are strengthened in the inner man and as our faith grows, God will continue to bless and uh, and give us earthly blessings in accord with our spiritual growth. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. But now, let your conversation be without covetousness. Now, real born-again people are not always coveting what their brother has. God have mercy on this covetous age. God pity, God pity covetous people. And the most miserable people on this earth are people who are always coveting what their neighbor has, and they're never satisfied and never content with what they have. Now, you're just not saved, that's all. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you're right with God, you don't want what your neighbor has, and you're content with what things you have. For he hath said, Jesus, the Lord, Jesus Christ has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Now, if Jesus promises me, and he does, God cannot lie. Jesus is truth, and truth cannot lie. Jesus said, I'll never leave thee. I'll never forsake thee, that we may boldly say, God is my helper, and I will not fear. Now, I have assurance that Jesus, the author of my faith, will also be the finisher of my faith. Jesus, who provided my redemption, will keep me through his life. He lives to intercede for me. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. Therefore, I have unshakable assurance in the Christ that redeemed me and keeps me and will never leave me nor forsake me that I may boldly say God is my helper and I will not fear. I'm not afraid. Now listen to these glorious verses. Therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said my peace I give unto thee I leave with thee my peace I give unto thee, not as the world giveth, give I thee, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus spoke those words, my peace, not as the world giveth, let not your heart be troubled. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Jesus. And then perfect love removes all fear. He that feareth hath torment. Perfect love casteth out fear. And Jesus is perfect love. And Jesus in you is salvation. And when Jesus is in you, you possess perfect love, and fear is gone. There is no dread. There is no fear. There is no horror in the heart and in the mind of a believer as having to do with meeting God in righteous judgment. We'll receive from the hand of a righteous God righteous judgment and what we deserve from the standpoint of faithful stewardship. And then last but by no means least, we have the assurance that he will never leave us. 
He will never forsake us. Praise God. He'll go with us all the way, even unto the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the author and the finisher, and everything we need in between. Hallelujah. Now, the only way to know that you're born again is to let the Bible talk to your heart. Let the Bible speak to you. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He that heareth my word, believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. We are saved by grace through faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Let God be true. Let every man be a liar. Romans 3 and verse 4. Let God be true, and every man a liar. Ye shall know the truth. God is true. God cannot lie. So hear the word, believe the word, receive the word, and peace like a river will flood your heart. Faith comes by hearing, therefore being justified by faith. Faith comes by hearing, therefore being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace, peace I leave with thee, my peace I give unto thee. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Do you have peace with God? Has fear been removed from your heart? Do you have blessed assurance that he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you? If you don't, bow your head and confess him now as your Savior, and he'll save you. Father, honor the precious word of God and save the soul that's nearest hell. Oh, God in heaven above, somebody may be listening to this voice. They'll never hear another preacher. They'll never hear another sermon. They'll never hear another verse of Scripture. Oh, God, save that soul that's nearest hell. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.